She was a star, I reminded him. She wouldn't work for 500 a week. Let's get her 750. He called the producers again and got the 750. Then we called Jenny Goldstein with the great news and discovered she'd been dead for four years. Now that's classic agenting. We got a dead person a $250 raise. I knew I was in the right business. I also made my own opportunities. John Aaron and Jesse Zalsmer produced Person to Person with Edward R. Murrow. They were MCA clients, but booking guests on the show was open to anyone who could get across. William Morris didn't pay any attention because the celebrity subjects weren't paid for the interview, so there was nothing to commission. That was short-sighted. It was a new show, but also one of the first promotional shows, and in prime time, no less. I got the agency's permission to let me take a shot at person to person, and I got on lots of our people. In fact, I was so relentless with ideas that Aaron and Zalsmer fell in love with me. Once Aaron and Zalsmer took me to Yonkers Raceway with Ed Murrow. You want to talk about feeling you're in show business? Murrow was, well, Murrow. Smoking, half in a bag, loaded, but charming considering how little he said. Maybe no more than, who do you like in this race? But I didn't care. The whole evening made me feel like one of the boys. Aaron and Zalsma loved me so much that they said, Bernie, we're thinking of leaving MCA. Sal Radham, a big agent of William Morris, had been after us, but we want you to go to your boss and say you can sign us. They didn't mean they wanted me to be their responsible agent, and I didn't expect that. After all, I was still in publicity. But my ability to talk to people and make them feel comfortable had paid off. They wanted me to deliver the big news and get the credit. Listening in on a senior agent's phone call was not only fun, it was educational. The right agents encouraged the practice. It gave you a feel for the rhythm of negotiation and the private side of a client's personality. Nat Kalshine often let me listen. He handled all the nightclub comedians and commanded great respect. Once I heard him call Jackie Gleason and tell him he had been a bad boy. People have to live up to their agreements, Bernie, Kalshine said after we hung up. We can't let them do otherwise. He was right. What an honorable man. But all I heard was the word we. Kalshine was also a strange guy. He was about 5'7", tall for a William Morris man, with a full head of gray hair. Always wore a suit and tie. Always immaculate. Even his desk was immaculate, maybe too immaculate. On it he kept the yellow legal pad that never ran out of paper because he would write on the top sheet. A task, an idea, and when it was done he erased it. He also wrote regularly to his mother. Not on the yellow pad, of course. He dictated the letters. While his secretary scribbled, Calshan would look out his office window and say, The Coca-Cola sign said it's 73 degrees here. I hope it's warm in Chicago. Then he signed a letter, Your loving son, Nat Calshine. Nat's brother, Harry Calshine, had bushy gray hair and looked like a crazy professor. He was creative and eccentric and probably the agent's greatest talent finder. He had such good contacts all over the country that Colonel Parker called him when he found Presley. One day in January 56, Harry Calshine called me in and said he had a squeaky voice. Saturday night, Elvis Presley is doing stage show. Would you go and take care of him? Stage show featuring Tommy and Jimmy Dorsey was a short-lived TV variety show produced by Jackie Gleason as a lead-in for the Honeymooners. I'd met Elvis earlier when he had come in for his signing picture, but I still didn't know much about him. This was before the Ed Sullivan appearance, so he was still well below the pop culture radar. In fact, stage show was his first TV appearance, Saturday, January 28, 1956. I got to the rehearsal and found Elvis talking to a reporter from Pageant Magazine. After a while, I introduced myself. Hello, Elvis. Bernie Brillstein from William Morris. Oh, sir, he said. Sir, I was only a few years older, but the legend is true. Elvis was very polite. It was cold backstage, and as we talked, I could see Elvis shivering. 
After a few minutes, I excused myself and ran across the street to a haberdashery and bought him a sweater. I gave it to Elvis, and he loved it. The pageant photographer took a few pictures of him holding the gift. I still have that photo on my office wall. I got out of publicity the same way I got out of the mailroom. I looked for the weak link. I found it in the commercial department. Lee Carthian, who was married to the actress Pat Carroll, was my boss. But not for long. When he got fired, visualization again, I took his place. Putting clients in commercials wasn't the same as booking talent into nightclubs or on television. But since it was a new department, I felt I had my own little business inside William Morris. I decided to make the most of it.